attention, please. Stop walking while I'm squawking. All aboard. Hi, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. Another week, another podcast of Adam and Dana talking about Disney and all things we love or tolerate or love or appreciate or all the things about Disney parks. We have love. We have disdain. We have a lot of emotions all the time about Disney, but yet we still give them our money all the time. We're here and we're all the time. We make a podcast. Clearly, we love it so much that we are always talking about Disney. I mean, you and I always are texting and on like 90% of the time, we're just talking about Disney stuff and not even about the podcast, just Disney news and just Disney stuff. Yeah. And then the other 10% of the time, it's the Scream movie franchise, but you know, 90% of the time it is Disney. But you know what? I did look at my Delta app because I'm flying Delta out to California in a few weeks. And Dana, we're down to 38 days until I check in for the trip to L.A. (gasps) And then we finally get to go back to Disneyland together and have a no kid day at the parks, which I'm very excited about because I've not done that in years. No kids for either of us. Since Noah was born, basically. I know. That's crazy. I can't wait. I haven't informed Ryan yet. Ray will be already back in school, which is wild in August. <laughs> it, it feels like she just finished school, but she will be a first grader. You guys, I'm about to have a first grader. This is insane. Wait, you haven't told Ryan that we're going to Disney that day? Uh, no, he does know, but he's not aware that he's going to have to pick up Ray that one oh. particular night. So, Yep. Sorry, um, Ryan. Yeah. Sorry, this is where you learn this information, unpaid intern, that you will need to pick up our daughter. Yeah, you better get to him before he starts editing the podcast, maybe. I know. Yeah, that's probably wise. We love you. We love you, Ryan. Thank you for picking up Ray so we can have an adults-only Disneyland day. No, I'm so excited. Can we also take a quick moment to mention, and I know we've said this before on the podcast, that this trip not only is a Disneyland trip, but we are also going to Vegas. And we're seeing Kelly Clarkson. I have listened to Kelly's album so much, and I am obsessed. It's called Chemistry. Everybody go listen to it. It's on Spotify. It's on all the places. And that podcast you sent me, the Bo and Yang podcast. Oh, yeah. Apparently, yeah. rumor, he just quit the podcast, like, right after that interview or something. I don't know what's Bo going on. There's drama. There's drama uh, about him in the podcast. I uh, heard that. It's Las Culturistas. It's one of my favorite podcasts that I listen to. It's Matt Rogers and Bo and Yang who host. And every once in a while, they will have celebrity guests on and they had kelly on i think unrelated no i think bowen is making a movie right now i think he's in a movie because i I thought thought he bailed on the podcast though no i think he's just going to be gone for like a couple of months because he's making a movie it was good the podcast is good and they like what they got out of kelly was it was a great great interview I listened so to it good. running the other day on Saturday when I went for a long run. I listened to it, and it's it was it's got so some highs good. and it's got some lows. They they go they go deep into some conversations with her. So everyone, we're going to plug somebody else's podcast. It's Lost Culturistas. Go listen to it, especially if you love like knowing about like pop culture stuff. They always are really into the Bravo stuff, which I'm obsessed with too. So I and love them. Their last segment of the entire podcast, the like what's grinding their gears or whatever. Like, yeah, so I don't think so, honey. Good. I don't think so, honey. That's what it's called. I like, don't think so, honey. I feel like we could do a Disney version of that. Like, <gasps> every we podcast we would have that. I don't think so, honey. 
turkey legs. <laughs> they are dry and they're disgusting. Uh. And I now know because I did eat. Have we not mentioned this? I did eat a turkey leg on the Mother's Day trip that we took. Oh, we know. We know. We put it on I the know Instagram. I you all know. But I don't think we've talked about this on the podcast. So here's my 30 seconds. I don't think so, honey. Turkey leg edition. I don't think so, honey. Turkey legs are disgusting and nobody needs to eat those. And they are really dry and they are flavorless and they look like they're not going to be dry because they just put like a weird brine around the top of it or some sort of like coloring. But then at the moment you bite into it, it's just like kind of hard and super dry. Have you ever seen the movie Christmas Vacation when they open up the turkey and it just goes and it opens all wide? That is what a turkey leg tastes like. So I don't think so, honey. Those turkey legs are super overrated. <laughs> there you go. I'm spicy tonight. All right. Well, I got one too, though, if we're going to do this. All right. Okay. I don't think so, honey. The new pricing system for Disney Genie Plus, or frankly, Disney Genie Plus, period. So mm-hmm. yep. I don't think so, honey. Disney World is now saying, oh, 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 we're going to charge you even more for Genie Plus without you even realizing. It used to be just one cost for all the parks. Now, if you want to go to all the parks, it's going to cost you a lot of money to use Genie Plus. But if you just want to go to one park, it's going to cost you less. But if you're going to park hop, you're going to have to pay a lot more to use Genie Mm -hmm. Plus now. And they have figured out how to just squeeze a few more dollars out of your wallet after you're already paying Hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of dollars for your Disney World vacation. So I don't think so, honey. Just ditch the Genie Plus thing. Ditch ruining our vacations with like having to be on our phones the entire time. Bring the kiosks back. Bring the kiosks back. Also, we were much healthier at Disney Parks when you had to run to the kiosks to get your fast pass because you got your steps in instead of sitting on your phone. And that's time. Uh, (laughs) Amazing. Is this I a fully new thing? agree with everything. Are we, are uh, we maybe this are we stealing, are we stealing this? You know what, folks? Tell us if we should steal Lost Culturistas. I don't think so, honey. Disney edition every time because I think we already do that anyway. We already are very salty about certain things, but happy to always do this. This was should we? I don't think so, Mickey. I don't think so, Mickey. Yeah, I don't think so, Mickey. And I have to agree with you on everything you just said about the tiered pricing and add in that they're going to have like some of them be much more expensive. So if you're going to Epcot, you're Genie Plus is probably going to be cheaper than if you went to Magic Kingdom. So it's just like, again, super lame that they're doing this. Are we going to do Genie Plus at Disneyland when I come though? We can. We should because we won't have kids. So we could probably. One day. One day, no kids. But they've already upped the price to 30 bucks at Disneyland. On like a regular day? Every day? Or is it dynamic pricing at Disneyland right now? It's also dynamic pricing, but it's been 30 bucks, and I bet you it's going to be that way in 38 days from when you're here. On a Thursday in August? Yeah, yeah I think maybe. so. Maybe. We'll see. I think it's worth it. we got to convince the girls, but maybe it's worth I it. I just went to Disneyland with my parents. Oh, I can give a very quick trip review of that. Ooh. I went to Disneyland with my parents, who are in their 60s. It was a multi-generational trip because I had Ray, Ryan... All the girls that we know and love and my parents. My parents haven't been to Disneyland since Ray was two. And so they did buy Genie Plus. And that was on a Wednesday and it was 30 bucks in June. So I think it will still be 30 bucks in August. Real quick, the trip was so much fun. My parents are so adorable at Disneyland. They mm. went on their honeymoon there, which is so cute. And I so mean, I know. So did we. You so have, did you and so have. did I. So did you and I, Adam, on our honeymoon. Our honeymoon, uh, our parent honeymoon. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was it was really fun. They didn't get to utilize Genie Plus as much as I personally would have liked them to have used 
because they are also with a kid. They're with their granddaughter. They want to have a good time. So I do think that Genie Plus is worth it if you want to ride rides. If you are there to just like bang, bang, go on all these rides, then Genie Plus is worth it. But for my parents. We are going to fiddle faddle the crud out of Genie Plus. Yeah. Yeah. 60 bucks they spent and they got on, I think, four rides via Genie Plus. So it wasn't really worth it. I I really think Genie Plus is worth it if you're willing to just keep refreshing and grab. Because I got to the point on our last trip to Disney World, which again, we haven't talked that much about yet, but like I got to the point where I made it. So any ride we wanted to take Noah on, we did not have to wait in line. Like I, I just kept refreshing because it does work. The more and more you sit there and you have to literally do it while you're standing in the line somewhere, just constantly refresh, 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 because that time slot you want will open up on Genie Plus. We got to grab it the second you see it refresh and grab it. Yes, but my 60 year old parents aren't thinking that way. They're not <laughs> sitting here knowing. I mean, they listen to the podcast, so they actually know more than the average grandparent, but they're still like, frustrated that they're on their phones and i don't disagree i think it's really annoying that we all have to carry phone external phone chargers just to keep our phones alive so that we can utilize these new features that the disney parks are kind of requiring you to have just to visit them so yes if you want to play the strategy game there is a strategy and you can do it but at what cost like you're now losing out on time to like hang out with your family and go with the flow a little bit more because you're on your phone yeah Yeah. And I think that's what I liked about the cruise so much is Mm, that you didn't have to do that. Like we were in a Disney experience in the bubble on a cruise ship and you could just be there and you could check the activities, see what you wanted to do and go. And if you didn't, you didn't feel stressed that you missed it. It was like, oh, I see that they're, you know, having a karaoke thing at this hour. I missed it because we were busy doing something else. But it all felt so go with the flow. And I'm taking my parents on a Disney cruise this next year. I'm so excited for you I know. I'm excited for them to see it. We're going to Castaway Key again. This is going to be on the Disney Dream. So we'll still do a similar route, but out of Fort Lauderdale. And I cannot wait for my parents just to see it all, see the spectacle that is the cruise ship, and also go to Castaway Key with our daughter, who was an actual fish when we were there. I couldn't get her out of the water. (laughs) So I think they're going to love it. But you're not going to have Hooks Barbary to get a good smoked old-fashioned on the dream. So I'm waiting still, and just say this, and then we actually have something planned for this podcast, not just Adam and Dana babbling, (laughs) but... They announced that we haven't talked about this. They announced the fall cruises for Disney Cruise Line. Oh, yeah. Glaringly missing from the itineraries were any cruises out of New York City because Kurt and I had said, okay, we're going to wait. We put the deposit down while we're on the ship. You have two years to book that cruise from when you put the deposit down. So we were going to wait until fall of 2024 before we take our next cruise because Noah will be potty trained. He'll be able to go to the kids club and not the small world nursery and things like that. So we were literally like, let's just wait. And we have some very good friends who've been on the podcast before, our friends who went to Alani with us, Felicia, Melissa, and now their two kids. And they were like, yes, let's do it in fall of 2024. Let's all go on a cruise out of New York together. And we're like, great, let's do it. And then Disney released the fall 2024 cruise itineraries. There is nothing out of New York City. Now, I'm holding out some hope because I've done a deep dive into the 
Disney Cruise message boards and blogs. There's a guys, there's a deep part of the internet with these folks. Like we just scratched the surface with the Facebook page with the Disney Wish. Like there are yeah. layers and layers of Disney internet that like the deeper you go, it's like the dark web of Disney. Like it gets it gets deep, Dana. I don't want to go there. Start, starting to peel back those layers of the internet. So <laughs> they basically were like, okay, they haven't announced where the Disney treasure, the new ship, is going to be going in 2024. There is one rumor that they think they're going to make a spectacle in New York City with the Disney treasure here mm. and have the treasure go New York to Bermuda because it's very weird that there are no Bermuda cruises in 2024 as of now. And they mm, always go to Bermuda. So there's no Bermuda cruises. It's the Disney treasure. The, they haven't announced the wish is still booked through the fall summer in the fall doing that same route. It's doing down there in yeah. Port Canaveral and going down to Nassau Castaway. and then to Castaway Cape. Treasure, where does it go? The only glaring hole in the itineraries are the New York cruises for the fall. So there is a big rumor that they're going to bring the treasure to New York, do the christening in New York, make a whole spectacle out of it in New York City, and then send it off to Bermuda for a bit. That's the rumor. Okay. I'm holding okay. out some hope. The treasure looks beautiful. I think you're holding out a lot of hope. I think that they... It's a rumor. I, I hear that it's a rumor. Here's what my guess is going to be. They're going to take the wish and move it up to the New York location and then put the treasure down at Orlando Port. I'd be Port okay Canada. with that. Yeah. But the interesting thing is because the New York ship has traditionally been what's ever been in Europe, then does a transatlantic crossing to New York. Yeah. And then hangs out there. But the transatlantic is now going to Fort Lauderdale, the dream. Mm. So, I guys, I've gone deep in the, like, people have yeah, mapped have. out the positioning of the Disney cruise ships around the world. And I've fallen down this internet rabbit hole. So, we'll see. To be continued. We'll see what happens. But I don't know. I could see them doing something different. Because New York also now, the MSC cruise, their biggest cruise ship from the MSC cruise line is based yeah. in Brooklyn, New York. Ooh. So I could see Disney making a play to bring their newest cruise ship up to New York for a season to compete against MSC and Royal and Norwegian cruise lines that all have huge ships coming to New York now. I'm just I'll believe it when there. I see it. I'm putting it out I'll there. I'll believe it when I see it. We'll see. I know you really, really want it to be New York. And I it's hope it be New York for your sake. I hope oh. it will be. But that was just a huge Adam-fueled rant about uh, the cruise line and your brain and your processing, and I am here for it. I love it. But keep us informed what happens. I will I will follow the deep Disney cruise line dark web and keep you all posted on what's going on there. Good. I want nothing to do with the Disney dark web. But folks, you came here for a topic, and that topic tonight is uh, the three hotels that we just recently stayed at in April. We wanted to give you our hotel review. I feel like this trip, we've done a lot of little pieces of our trip, and Adam and I were talking about how it was important that you guys should hear about the hotels. And I know that's a yeah. huge piece of when you book a Disney World trip and you want to know what are the best places to stay, what are the pros and cons, and we stayed at collectively three different properties in a week and a half span. So 
We have a lot to say about them. Yeah, two of them that we have never stayed at before. Like these are brand new for my family. And then you, I think one was new and one was a returning favorite. Yes, exactly. And we stayed at the one that you also stayed at. So let's get into it. We're going to be reviewing the Art of Animation the Saratoga Springs Resort, and the All-Star Movies Resort. So we're going to talk about a smattering of three very (laughs) different properties. Real quick, just we're going to talk about each of these individually, and we're going to tell you about the grounds and property, the amenities, the pools, the hotel rooms, the food, and if we found the pricing to be worth it for that particular property. Transportation, we'll also throw in transportation. But within all of these, you should know that we're talking about two value resorts, Art of Animation and All-Star Movies are considered value properties at Disney. And Saratoga Springs is considered a deluxe property. So just want to be clear, the pricing will be very different, you know, Saratoga compared to the other two. But that's what we're working with here. So yep. I say let's get into it. Yeah, let's dive in. Should we start with our first one? The one we both stayed at before the cruise. We all stayed at Disney's All-Star Movies Resort. The All-Star property is huge. Huge. I mean, it's just, it's nuts. So you have the All-Star Music, All-Star Sports, and all-star movies resorts, and they are all massive value resorts. Like there's just, I, I I don't even know off the top of my head how many numbers of rooms, probably between the three, but they're all in the same space. They're all next door to each other. The bus loop when you're taking transportation hits all three of those generally on their way in. They're massive. It's that value resort, over the top theming, larger than life, you know, for all-star movies, larger than life. Things from the Big movies, statues. like you had the yeah, yeah, you had the hundred one Dalmatians. You had our building <laughs> had a giant Mickey Sorcerer's hat, which I love because I love Sorcerer Mickey. That Noah was a little freaked out by. They have a massive Toy Story area. They had an Alice in Wonderland area. Like it was, it was pretty cool. The the theme. No, it wasn't. It wasn't Alice in Wonderland. Wasn't? It wasn't. I thought it was Alice. No. It was Fantasia 2000, which I think clocks exactly when oh. they built the All-Star properties. I think it was the early 2000s. The movies that they picked at All-Star movies are just really bizarre because you and I stayed in the <laughs> Fantasia 2000. That's why you had the Mickey hat yeah. was because that's part of the Fantasia universe. We stayed on the opposite side, but in the same Fantasia section. And we had this really creepy jester, or it was a jack-in-a-box that comes out. He's like the villain. Yeah, like staring in the yeah, window. Yeah, he was like staring down our window. And then we had literally in front of us the back of a ballerina, like a giant prop ballerina. Yep. So we were in a <laughs> kind of weird space. They also have Herbie the love bug. and That is so random. Right, and the Mighty Ducks. And... Yep. 101 Dalmatians and Toy Story. So those are the the different themed areas that you can pick or get. You don't really get to pick. I think we should also mention that we stayed in a preferred room. There are differences in categories of these types of rooms and a standard price that you're looking at for just a hotel room in maybe kind of a, we were there for spring break season. So, you know, you're looking at anywhere from like, $150 to $250 a night, depending on the time that you're staying there. So keep in mind, that is the lowest price you're going to find of any Disney property are the all-star resorts, sports, music, or movies. 
And so that's kind of the range that we were spending in. Should we talk about the room? Yeah, let's start with the rooms. Because I'm actually a big fan of the refurbs they did to the Value Resorts rooms. So the All-Star Resorts, as well as Pop Century, all kind of have the same style of a room now. And what you get is you either have a one king-size bedroom or, which there are very few king-size bedrooms at the Value Resorts, but most of them are two double beds. But what they've done, because these rooms are smaller, like I'm literally sitting in a Marriott hotel room as we're talking about this right now. And I'm in a standard Marriott hotel room right now looking around and I'm like, oh yeah, the value resort rooms are almost half the size of this kind of standard Marriott hotel room I'm in right now to give you, if you've been in a regular Marriott, you kind of have a sense. So these rooms are small, but what Disney did when they refurbed them is they really figured out space. And so what they did is you have one double bed that's out and one that is a Murphy bed. They've gone like full in on the Murphy bed thing. Even at the deluxe resorts, they've added Murphy beds. And they've been able to just create more of a living space. So during the day, you can have that Murphy bed area as a table with chairs. If it's just a couple staying in that hotel room, you can leave the Murphy bed up and have that table in space, so right? Much space. Or if you're like Kurt and I, the double beds are kind of small and we literally end up sleeping. Like we're like 1950s married couple. We literally sleep in a separate bed so we can spread you out. You guys are Lucy and Ricky? We're literally Lucy and Ricky because those beds are small. Like the double beds are small. Yeah. And we have a giant king size bed at home. We'll both sleep in the other beds to spread out when it's sleeping time just to like have the space. That's fair. Real quick, I looked it up. The room is 260 square feet. And I want to be clear, our cruise room was 240 square feet. So this is not much bigger than a cruise stateroom. And the cruise rooms were small. Yeah, they were small. Um, these rooms yeah. are small. These rooms are small, but what you're saying is they are very efficient with their space, and I appreciated that a lot. Yeah, they've done a phenomenal job with the space, and even if you have a little one, like if you're if you're a family with like one tiny tyke who's still in a pack and play, like we are no still in the pack and play when we went on this trip. What is done so well, and we have learned about these value resorts, is you can hide the pack and play in the sink area of the bathroom and pull the curtain. Or sorry, it's a sliding door now. They used to be curtains. Now it's a sliding door. And you can kind of put them in their own room. Yeah. In the sink area. And then like creep in if you need to use the restroom. But you can put them in a very dark space in their own room behind the sliding door. And the pack and play fits in there perfectly. And you can't tell me... Disney didn't think about that when they were putting in the dimensions of the wall and the door and everything, thinking parents could put the pack and play in here. It's going to fit in like a glove. Oh, I'm confident they did. Kids can sleep in I'm there. sure they did. I'm certain. I also really liked all the lighting for those who put on makeup mm-hmm. and do their hair in the morning. It was great lighting around the mirror, like the mirrored lighting. I will say the room, I have no qualms against it. I, I do agree that the space was pretty small once the two beds were down because we had, a, you know, our six-year-old slept in the Murphy bed and then we slept in the double And I was on the side that was next to the bathroom wall. And so when I had to get up like in the middle of the night to use the restroom, I was like, oh, I'm faced to a wall. It was very, very tightly packed. The room was not comfortable when both beds were down, but we just only had that when it was sleeping time. We had that bed, the Murphy bed back up and the room was perfectly adequate. I 
loved that room layout. And it was no different than what I've experienced at Pop Century. So keep that in mind if you are looking to save maybe 30 to 50 bucks a day on your stay. Maybe think about the All-Stars because that is about 30 bucks cheaper than I, staying at Pop Century. I have no qualms with the All-Stars. I would stay there again. Kurt and I have been become big value resort fans. Mm-hmm. And just because like we stayed at the moderates and I've said this on the podcast before, the moderates are so blah yeah. and bland. You get a little more square footage in the room. It's not worth the price increase. I think the rooms are designed at the value resort so much better than they are at the moderates. I agree. And they've been modernized. You know, if you go look at, Port Orleans Riverside or Port Orleans French Quarter, those rooms have not, well, Riverside's been updated, but French Quarter, they are like- French Quarter hasn't. It's like you're back in 1986 staying in those rooms. But we've talked about this when we stayed there about a year and a half ago when we were at Port Orleans Riverside, and the rooms were so bland. Like, Mm -hmm. they had just put blue paint on the wall. It felt like a Motel 6. And I was like, man, the value resorts are themed better the rooms are themed better at the value resorts than they are at this moderate resort at port orleans riverside so i still say unless you are staying at the tower at coronado springs which is 400 dollars a night you're better off going at the value resort yeah staying at the tower at coronado a moderate resort you're paying close to a deluxe price um it'd still be lower than a deluxe let's be honest um but you're looking at around 400 a night so Let's talk about the pool. What did you think of the pool at yeah. All Stars? We just walked by it a few times because oh. the weather, When by the time we got there, the weather wasn't then great. I should be talking so, about the pool because I spent a lot of time yeah. in that pool with my kiddo. The pool was a Fantasia themed. It had Sorcerer Mickey up in the very front and he was like framed around a movie, like what's the word I'm looking for? Like an opera curtain kind of space. So we spent a ton of time, Ray and I, like one afternoon. She loved this pool. It is massive. It's a huge, big pool. It's got a couple water features squirting into the pool and then like a ton of seating around. Music is being played. It's a very lively, fun time. The pool, I don't think, goes beyond four feet in the like center of it. So I loved it for having a kid who's not a full swimmer yet. She could pretty much touch everywhere she went on this pool and loved that. And I didn't have to worry too much about her. Another thing to note that was an issue for us at Disneyland Hotel, but not an issue in Florida, was that we could take a pool floaty in. Like I brought one of those, you know. Oh, you could? Yeah, I brought a dollar store pool floaty. Yeah, because they were like, uh, no, 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 at the yeah, Disneyland which Hotel. sucked because I had just blown that thing up before we went down to the pool. But this time, no problems. So that's a point for everybody. Hmm. Just another travel hack. Go to the dollar store. Get one of those cheapy little pool rings. It will make your kids day. No, we liked the pool area. It was really fun. The pool bar, however, which is, you know, located next to the pool. I did not partake. I didn't have a drink there, but both you and Ryan came back with horrible reviews. So here's the downfall on the value resorts. Yeah. The bar. Yeah. Y'all know I love my Knob Creek Disney Reserve bourbon. It is my, like, the Disney Parks bourbon from Knob Creek. That is my, like, make me a Manhattan with that with a really good cherry in there. And I am I am a happy, happy, happy camper on vacation. Yeah, you're not going to get that at the Value Resort. No. So it's kind of amazing because you would hope that, like, bartenders know how to make 
standard cocktails. I personally think of Manhattan and an old-fashioned are standard cocktails that you should know how to make. They're simple. You should know how to make them. <laughs> yeah. Right? Oh, boy. Oh, no. This place. She told me she – so I went there to get drinks one night for Kurt and I. It was the night before we left for the cruise because we were only there for a couple nights. And we were all – I think Ryan and I were both doing laundry. They have really good laundry facilities at this hotel. But we were all doing laundry to have fresh, clean clothes before we went on the cruise. And I went to go get um, a couple drinks for Kurt and I. And I said, oh, could you do – do you have a knob Creek? No. The Jack Daniels. <laughs> oh, lucky you. Oh, I do not like a Jack Daniels. Like, let me put it this way. The Amtrak train I took from New York City to New London, Connecticut tonight had Woodford Reserve and Jack Daniels as options in the in the brown liquor department. The fact that the value resorts only had Jack Daniels is it's a problem. So I said, okay, can you make some kind of old fashioned with that? Like we'll suffer through this. We'll just want like an old fashioned. Yeah. I don't know what she made, but it was the sweetest old fashioned drink I have ever tasted in my entire life. To the point where Kurt sent me back to the bar to just get two shots of whiskey to add into the drink to try to make it better. The sweetness in the drink. That that right there. Florida knows how to only make a sweet drink. So just try to stick with classics, but don't don't let them add anything more to it because Florida makes a sweet drink, a sweet cocktail, and they're always pretty abysmal. If you're going to get drinks at a value resort, stick with a vodka soda, tequila soda, beers, seltzers, a margarita, a frozen drink. Stick with that. Do not expect a nice evening cocktail. Yep. Two more things to cover. We need to cover transportation and food. So real quick, food was probably my lowest point uh, for for the all-star movies resort and probably all the all-stars, if I'm being honest. This was a cafeteria-style quick service restaurant. There's like three or four different stations. They've got pizza, burgers, salads. Very basic stuff. Chicken tenders, a lot of fries. Chicken. But then they have like a a market plate with like grilled chicken and veggies and things like that. Should we start with the good on it? I have one good thing. I I have one good thing and it was the mobile order for breakfast. Ryan and I would share. He just just read my mind. Oh, is this the same for you? Um, Ryan and I would share the breakfast like egg and bacon croissant. And it was like a Costco croissant with some, you know, know, their eggs and bacon. And it was perfectly adequate. And it was also pretty affordable. I think it was like $6.99 splitting that. That was enough because it was big. Again, Costco size. So we would split that in the mornings and we would mobile order it from our hotel room. Ryan would go pick it up. We would eat it while we were getting ready for the day. And that was the best thing we could do. Uh, The worst thing you could do is not mobile order there for breakfast because every time Ryan went over, there was like lines out the door to get the bounty platters and whatever they were getting uh, because people aren't using mobile ordering. So use that. And that's the only thing you should purchase for breakfast at All Star Movies. Everything else was bland and cold and disgusting. Oh, it was bad. So two thoughts. One, why is nobody using mobile order at the Disney parks? Because I use it for everything and it is the fastest way to get your food and easier done, done. Like you don't have to stand in the line. You can pick your window when you want to pick it up. You can move the window. If you're not going to make the window, you can change it. 
and you don't have to stand in line and then your food's ready. Like I, it blows my mind how this has not become like the way to order. Cause so many people still go literally stand in the physical line to get their food. Second, I completely agree with you on the breakfast. Breakfast was we mobile order breakfast every morning and it was great. It worked out perfectly. We could eat it in the room and bring it back. We had dinner there mm-hmm. the first night. So we got in in the evening, went straight to the hotel, hung out at the hotel. I had an early morning because I did the um, Toy Story 10 miler on yep. that first morning after we got in there. So we just wanted to get a quick, decent dinner. And we thought, oh, we'll just go do the big quick service dinner. No. Biggest mistake ever. Yeah. How long it took me to get a cheese pizza for Noah was, I don't want to talk about, Kurt ordered a veggie burger from the grill and it took 45 minutes for them to make the veggie burger. I got the same one. 45 minutes. I got the same one. I did the same thing, but like two days before you and I got the same veggie burger, an impossible burger. Actually, the burger was just, it was fine. It wasn't anything to write home about. But it also took like 40 minutes. And I think Ryan and Ray were almost done with their food by the time my burger came out. Because apparently I don't only understand. one person a night orders the veggie burger, which is wild to me. It, it blew my mind. And then I had this like chicken and veggies thing. And I could barely eat the chicken because the chicken was still bleeding on the inside. Oof. So oof. okay, avoid it. I would go find other places to eat dinner at the resort and not eat at the cafeteria. And let's really quickly talk about our hack, which I don't think we've ever talked about on this podcast, which is that everybody should be ordering some like grocery delivery to any hotel they're staying at. Yes. Order your food, order some snacks, order breakfast stuff. Water. Water, order a case of water. Um, That is what we did. And we also, because we were about to go on this cruise, we knew that you could bring on a few bottles of wine. So we ordered wine. I think I ordered from Vons or Safeway, whatever they have down there. And they delivered it all. I just had to go pick it up in the front lobby and haul it back to my room. So highly yeah, recommend that. Is that is so key. Yeah, it's very affordable. And when you have a little one too, you can do a Target order and the Target delivery to your hotel. You can order diapers, wipes, formula, food, like yeah. toddler food, all this stuff. You can have it all delivered. So you do not need to bring that with you. It works out so, so well. Just all you have to do is look up the address, the delivery address for your hotel, and then put like attention guest, your name, and then they'll hold it. And the resorts, if you order milk and things like that, the resorts have refrigerators that they hold it all in before you can come pick it up. Yep. So key. It's great. It's great. Last piece for this one. Transportation is buses only. Yeah. That's it. It's fine. Buses only. It's fine. I prefer more options, but the bus, the bus works. Well, again, this is your cheapest property that you can stay at. Any of the all-stars are your cheapest option for staying on property. So the fact that they only have this, I mean, Animal Kingdom Lodge also only has bus transportation. Saratoga Springs only has bus and boats to Disney Springs. But I mean, I'm just saying that like there are fancier places to stay that have the same amount of options and are even closer. This is closer to the parks than Animal Kingdom Lodge. So I do think that it didn't bother me at all because I usually pick the hotels that have bus only options. Overall thoughts. Would you stay here again or do you think it's a skip? Stay or a skip? I would prefer to stay at Pop Century, but if I can't get a room in Pop Century, I would stay at the All-Star Resort again. 
I would stay there, but I caveat that with, I would stay there for a short trip or do a split stay, which we love doing where we do like three or four nights at the value resort and then a couple nights at a deluxe resort. We kind of split the difference and do that split stay. So we get a little nicer hotel on the back end of the trip and do save money on the front end of the trip. I think that is a stellar option. I do that often. And I would say that I would pick all-star movies over pop century. It is a smaller property, Mm. even though pop century has slightly bigger rooms, slightly like by like five or 10 feet. I still think that the property itself is a little bit more contained at each of the all-stars And I was really surprised. I was pleasantly surprised. I'd stayed at All-Star Sports back, oh gosh, 12 years ago, 15 years ago, and I hated it. I did not like it. But now that they've had the remodel, I'm I'm a fan. I think I would pick this and save my 30 bucks to 50 bucks more a night Mm. than at Pop Century. And use that money for some nice dining or or pool it for a couple nights at a deluxe. But, 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 but. The benefit of Pop Century versus the All-Star, Pop Century is on the Skyliner for Hollywood Studios in Epcot. You're right. If you like the Skyliner. Which is, I think, a definite I like the Skyliner. I have a child that's deathly afraid of heights right now. So one more point for All-Stars. I don't need to spend the money to stay on a Skyliner (laughs) route right now. Okay, let's hop over to the other value that you and Kurt stayed at. You guys stayed at Art of Animation. I'd love to hear your review. Yeah. We we stayed there once a few yeah. years ago, so we stayed at that property. But tell us what you thought. So we stayed at Art of Animation. We had never stayed there before, and we stayed in the Cars family suite. So we splurged a little to have the extra space because we kind of we were talking about it, and we were like, we're gonna have been crammed in together in the Value Resort at All Star movies and then crammed into a small room on the cruise ship and then we were having a few more days in the parks so we we're like let's let's get a little more space so we went with the cars family suite i absolutely loved the room the room was phenomenal it was themed so well to cars so when you walked in you had two bathrooms in the place you had a bathroom in the living room the living room had multiple beds so you could pull down a Murphy bed, the dining table turned into a Murphy bed, a double-sized Murphy bed. The couch flipped over to become a single bed. So you had that space. And then you had a bedroom with another queen-size bed in the bedroom. And the bathroom. With a bathroom there. So you have plenty of space. So if you are... Plus a kitchenette. Yep, with the kitchenette. So you could, like, in theory, if my family and your family wanted to save money on a trip, we could have all easily stayed mm-hmm. in that family suite together with, like, one family in the bedroom, especially with Noah still in the pack and play. We could have been in there with Noah in the pack and play, and you and Ryan and Ray could have been in the living room on the pull-down double plus the single bed yep. with your own bathroom, and it would have worked out totally fine. Well, that's what my family did years ago. We stayed at the Lion King. So real quick, there are three different family suites. There's Lion King, Finding Nemo, and Cars. And then they have standard rooms at the Art of Animation, which are the Little Mermaid themed. So... If you see a price that you think seems affordable at Art of Animation, just know that that is a standard room. It's kind of the same layout as the All-Stars or Pop Century. If you are getting a family suite, you're looking at a price tag that's going to be closer to 
I think between 350 to 450 a night because of all of the space. And I do think it's worth it for any family of five people and up, which was our family. My parents and I and Ryan and Ray, so five of us, all stayed in the Lion King suite. And it was really, really nice. My parents slept on the pull down. We took the primary room and Ray was still also in a pack in place, so we could kind of keep our little family contained in there. But when she went to bed, which was obviously far earlier than us, we were able to hang out in this whole living room section with a door to close, and it was really, really nice. Yeah, yeah and I gotta say, in terms of value, to get a space that big at any other property at Disney World is gonna cost you twice as much. 100%. So yep. if you can nab one of these rooms at Art of Animation, do it. I do have to say the buildings need some upkeep, like the hallways. Mm. um, It's all so all the value resorts for the most part are outdoor hallways, right? Like all the rooms open to the outside art of animation. They're buildings where the rooms open to the inside and their interior hallways. The problem being the carpet was stained. Mm. It needs some work. It's dated. Like they they need to do a little refurb of the hallways at Art of Animation. I see. However, the grounds were amazing. And Noah is obsessed with cars right now. Oh, I know. And literally out front, out front of our building was Lightning McQueen, just chilling there. And we pushed him up in the stroller in front of it, and he was like, oh, Lightning McQueen! Like Aww. lost his mind that we were staying at Lightning McQueen's hotel. Like he was just so excited. Mater was out front. All the other ones, they were all there. The pool by the cars buildings is the Cozy Cone Motel from, right? From and Cars, so like, yeah. Like the Cozy Cone Motel at DCA and from Cars. This is done as the pool. And the cabanas around the pool, which are all first come, first serve, it's not a reserve pay for, are the Cozy Cones. So if you get there early enough, you can snag one of the Cozy Cones with some lawn chairs inside of it for some shade, and you've got your own little Cozy Cone at the Cars pool. So... That to me was amazing. Like you also mentioned, they have the Little Mermaid area and they have the Lion King area as well. And they call the pool the main big pool. I think it, I believe it's called the Big Blue Pool. Yep. From Finding Nemo. And it is a beautiful, amazing pool with one of the best gigantic splash pads I've seen at a Disney property. And having a toddler who is obsessed with water and is still learning to swim having a massive splash pad for him to run around in and cool off in was the greatest thing. Cause like Noah is never happier than when he's in the splash pads. They have a huge, massive splash pad there, which I think is absolutely amazing for those toddlers. Ray was just as obsessed when she was two there. And Oh, one more thing about the pool over there, the great big, pool blue pool the big fine, blue pool or yeah. whatever it's called yeah the fine nemo one also has the like what do they call that the zero the walk-in style of oh, the zero depth entry yes. yeah yeah so you don't have the any sort of style yeah yeah so you can just kind of walk on in and that's great for little kids so i loved that part i'll also flag if you want to be close to the skyliner which we're big Skyliner people because the Skyliner that's at Art of Animation is the one that serves both Pop Century and Art of Animation. Mm-hmm. It sits literally right smack in between the two resorts. 
try to get a room in the cars buildings or get a car suite or cars buildings because those are right there. And then the finding the Little Mermaid or the Finding Nemo ones. Right Lion there King as well, or am I getting Lion that wrong? King? Because when we the stayed Lion there, King? I know this for a fact because our room was at the very end of the Lion King building. And we were right next to the Skyliner, and the Skyliner opened one week after we had left that mm. hotel. So we got to watch it. Like, we had a direct view of it from our second-story hotel room. They were attempting loads. They had cast members testing it out and stuff all day. Yeah. And it was like a week later it opened. So I do recommend the Lion King suite if that is um, in the back corner. You will have an exit that will take you maybe 30 seconds to get to the line for the Skyliner. In terms of food and beverage, yes, we didn't really eat there because we were we were eating a lot in the parks those last that back end of the trip. This is where we stayed after the cruise, so we didn't really eat. We could picked up a couple desserts from the big quick service restaurant in there, the cafeteria style restaurant. We picked up some desserts, but I do have to give them credit. The pool bar at Art of Animation did know how to make an old a proper old-fashioned and they had better whiskey at that one so i will just that checks out throw that out there the bourbons were better um the pool bar made a decent old-fashioned there so i I believe that check that one and the last thing transportation there again having the skyliner we're big fans of the skyliner especially because i love when it goes to epcot you can go right into the international gateway which is how i love to go into epcot is to turn left off the international and go through the UK and Canada. But the bigger point is do not worry if you need your morning coffee and you're staying there pro tip, get on the Skyliner. Yep. Take it directly to Caribbean beach. And there's a Joffrey stand right there at the Skyliner with literally no line. I've never seen a line at this Joffrey stand there and get your shaky Jamaican cold brew. Oh, wow. And then continue on your way. Yeah. And it is right there because you have to change Skyliner lines when you get to Caribbean Beach. And so get off, pop down to the uh, Joffrey's cart, pick up a amazing gigantic donut. And then get your get your cold brew as well. And then head off either to Hollywood Studios or Epcot. That's a good tip. Okay, so is it worth it? Would you stay at Art of Animation again? And I think to remind everybody, a standard room there is going to be more in the 200 to $260 range per night versus the 150 to 250 at the All-Stars. If you're getting a deluxe family suite, the ones that Adam and I have stayed in, you're looking at anywhere between 350 to 450 a night to stay in those types of rooms. But you get two bathrooms and essentially two bedrooms. So thoughts? I would stay there again if it's in a family suite. Yeah. I wouldn't do a standard room there. I would find somewhere else to do a standard room because I think they need some upkeep around the hotel as well. But I do think for the space and the value you get with the family suite, I would do the family suite again. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly with what you just shared. I don't have any interest in staying in the Little Mermaid rooms, though they look adorable. No snuff to the Little Mermaid. It's more just that I think you can get a better room, a more updated room for that price tag and a cheaper room at the All-Stars or Pop Century. Right. 
Okay, well, let's hop over to Saratoga Springs. This was our family's stay there. We've stayed there multiple times. You've heard me say this on the podcast. That is where Ryan worked when we did the Disney College program. So it holds a very near and dear spot in our hearts. This is a very, very large deluxe property on Disney. It is next to the Disney Springs Shopping Center. It's only a boat ride or a walkway away. So if you're into that area, this is a great hotel to stay at. This is a very low key, down low. You're going to be here to relax and have a nice leisurely enjoyable time. If you're a golfer, they've got a golf tee that course right next to you. Um, if you want to go shopping, that the golf playing arena. Sure. The sure. That. The golf field. That. The golf golf. I'm not a golfer. <laughs> The, yes, and bogey, a bogey. Don't have a bogey and tea and you know the old duffer. The, that is all I know you about know, golf. Can I just say, I just, I hold on. The only thing I know about a golf, which blows my mind, literally every Friday and Saturday in New York City, is I get on the subway and I see people with like a full set of golf clubs, and I'm like, where are you going? Like, you live in Manhattan. You were getting on. The subway with a full set of golf clubs. There is a driving range at Chelsea Piers, which literally like is a driving range built out on a pier over the Hudson River. Yeah. But other than that, where are you going? I don't know. In New York City with your golf clubs on the subway. It's ridiculous. <laughs> well, so anyhow, back to Saratoga Springs. If you want to have like a very leisurely experience, I recommend this hotel. Our family did not go to the theme parks on our two-night stay at Saratoga Springs because we just wanted to enjoy Saratoga Springs. We just want to have a good time at this resort, go to a couple of restaurants over at the Disney Springs area, enjoy the pools, and that's exactly what we did. This is not a great hotel if you are staying for a couple of nights at Disney and you're wanting to hit the parks hard. And why I say that is because of transportation. Everything is a process at Saratoga Springs. They have, I think, four or five internal bus stops. Internal so if you've left the Magic Kingdom and you're bone tired because it's midnight and you're staying at the last of the five stops, you're stopping for another additional 20 minutes letting people on and off your bus before you get even to your own stop to your section of your hotel. So I say that that's probably the biggest con of the Saratoga Springs Resort is if you're there You go once every decade to Disney and you've picked this resort, bring a car. Don't go to this resort if you're using the bus system. If you're doing what we did, which was just enjoy the resort and go to the pools and go to the dining and do all of the amenities, then this is a great hotel. Absolutely stay here. Or if you're going to Disney and you've gone a bunch of times and you're okay with waiting a little bit for a bus, also super great. Yeah. The difference is overall that you're going to get with a deluxe versus a value. I think everybody who listens to our podcast already knows all of this stuff, but you're going to get some just slightly nicer amenities. The grounds are going to be really spectacular. It's going to feel just a little more premium all around. And that absolutely is how Saratoga Springs felt. Ryan was incredibly impressed with how the resort looked since he had worked there 15 years ago because they've done a massive overhaul on the rooms and just the general like property maintenance that it looks really, really nice. It's very upscale. So we really loved it. 
I will also talk about the pools. We went to the main guy. I think it's called like um, something Springs, Saratoga Springs pool, the main pool that's right out of the lobby. And then we also went to the paddock pool that had a fun little water slide feature. I personally like the Springs pool more than the paddock, but they both were really great. The paddock had this phenomenal kids like water play section i think that's something else you get with deluxes is that they're always got these incredible kids water feature areas we loved it i would absolutely stay here again oh i didn't mention the rooms do it (laughs) um our room you're on a roll i like it okay good our room that we got was a studio deluxe. And so this means that it was just kind of the standard sized room. I just looked it up and that is a 355 square foot room. So we get like an extra 100 square feet versus the value resort room. So keep that in mind. This room was stunning and massive. You walk in, you get a kitchenette, you have a big, I think it must have been a king size bed. It was very large bed. And then also that big Murphy bed that pulled down from the couch, a huge big screen TV. And then we also had a balcony that we sat on and watched, drank a glass of wine when we watched the um, people walking by on the pathway to Disney Springs. So, Mm. oh, and the last thing I got to say, we ate food at the pool. We ate food at Disney Springs. The food there is like, probably quadruply impressive compared to any of the value stuff that you're going to get. So if you think you're going to have evenings and mornings at your hotel where you're going to be buying food, stay at a deluxe. It's just going to be better for the food. You'll be happier for that food option. Everything we got was phenomenal. So talking about the rooms and things like that, Kurt and I stayed there years ago when we did not have a child yet. Mm -hmm. And we checked in and I think the resort is absolutely stunning. It's a beautiful resort and they have some of the biggest rooms on property that you can get there. And I remember Kurt and I were just ran. It must've been a slow week or something because we were randomly upgraded to this three bedroom villa thing for the two of us. Yeah. Right? So, like, maybe we should have had a blown-out fight that weekend or something, like, split up the different sides of the place. Because it was eight times the size of a New York City apartment. Like, this thing was massive, which we didn't even go into half of it because we didn't need it. Yeah. But, like, they have some phenomenal spaces there. And I remember walking to Disney Springs one night. Kurt and I were walking down the path and walking over there, and we were just looking in to some of the rooms and they have some multi-story rooms. Yeah. They've got like loft rooms. They have they have the tree houses. Beautiful, beautiful. Yes. We actually, we debated. We talked about the tree it. house all together. I think when I we have like a, I want to say the tree house when I have like a girl's trip or like an Adam and girl's trip. Cause Ooh. we do those too, where we have like eight or nine girls to go with us and we rent out a tree house. But I agree with what you're saying. And you all heard this. If you go back and want to hear Ryan did an interview a couple of years ago with us on the podcast. And he talked about his experience working at Saratoga Springs. Oh my gosh. You just said a couple of years ago, we've been at this this long. Almost two whole years or no over two years. And I think we're almost to hit a hundred episodes. Over two years. Over two years. We're close. We're at 90. This is number 90. That's wild. 
That is wild to me. Yeah. But anyhow, Ryan talked about <laughs> going to all of these different properties. The tree houses hadn't been built yet, but he got to go into each of these units. And I remember him one time coming home and being like, I got to go into the presidential suite at Saratoga Springs. And it is larger than any house we could ever even imagine to purchase. Like it is so massive. And there are like five bathrooms alone and like eight bedrooms. And it's just so wildly big. So they do have some massive units at the Saratoga Springs property. The last thing I want to mention that I think really made me recognize that we were staying at a deluxe resort was the second we first arrived. We stayed at the Saratoga Springs resort after we had just gotten off of our cruise. So they dropped us off from the bus from the cruise trip. And when we showed up in their 100th year regalia were the Fab Five just waiting to greet us. Just us. And it was amazing. And so we got, yeah, we got off the bus and there were these, the Fab Five, Donald, Mickey, Minnie, Goofy, Pluto in their like silver and purple. And we just immediately got in line and took pictures. Like not even a line. It was just us. We just walked up and we're like, hi, guys. And Ray had these magical moments. I just was like, maybe we lucked out on this timing. I don't think that was the case because then the next morning I am walking to the hotel lobby to get the breakfast. I'm going to walk it back to our room. So I'm walking by myself and who is there? But again, Goofy and Chip and Dale. And there I am taking photos with them. I'm like, haven't showered yet. I'm basically in like my my pajamas. <laughs> I'm like, they're here and I'm going to take pictures with them. They put a lot more effort on some of those little touches at the deluxe resorts. And yeah. those were both really special moments for me to recognize. I will happily stay at Saratoga Springs anytime, but especially those trips where you just want to relax and enjoy your resort, that's the resort to do it. I know everybody wants to stay at the Polynesian. I know everybody wants to stay at contemporary because of their proximity and they look so cool and kitschy and they've been around forever. But I'm telling you, Saratoga has a lot to go for it. If you are going for just a short trip to stay at that resort. I agree. We loved it. Yeah. We loved it when we stayed there years ago. We haven't stayed there since the rooms have been refurbished, but it's on the list. Last thing I forgot to mention, the price tag for a deluxe room. And I'm just oh, yeah. talking about the, this is the base standard deluxe room, the one I just described. I'm not talking about the two-bedroom, three-bedroom presidential villas. The deluxe room is going to cost you anywhere as low as 420 a night and as high as maybe 600 a night. It just kind of depends on your time of year. It's a pretty wide range. So if you're going for Christmas plan on spending $600 a night for that room that I just described. Do I think that price tag is worth it? Yes and no. I think that all deluxes I would put in that category of yes and no, depending on the time or the season that you're going. I think it's worth it for a couple of nights. Uh, I go back to what Adam had already said. Stay at a value resort for the top half of your trip and then move over to a deluxe for your last two nights. And it kind of helps you get that same experience without the price tag. I agree. Split stay for the win. Yeah. Especially as long as Disney will continue to move your luggage for you and do the luggage transfer. So you don't have to do it. Do the split stay. Mm -hmm. It's a great way to do the trip. Mm -hmm. Get a little taste of both worlds. So those are our thoughts on those three different hotels, very different experiences. 
Definitely worth trying, depending on your budget for your trip. And then again, if you want to stay at one of those hotels, just shoot us a little DM, slide into our DMs, and Dana (laughs) will uh, help you out there. Yep. You all know I'm still a travel agent. I work for Adventures with Alice in Wonderland. Feel free to drop me a line. I will get you some quotes. They're all free. It's free to work with me. I make a commission from Disney, not from you, the customer. So yeah, just send me your dates and I'll send you some quotes and we'll get talking. All right. Well, on that, I think it is it is time for the kiss goodnight because go it's midnight sleep. for you. It's midnight. It's late. And I got a big day tomorrow. So anyway, um, hopefully this was helpful. Hopefully we gave you some good, honest feedback because that's what you know that Dan and I are here for the good, the bad and the ugly with our Disney trips. So anyway, on that, I guess have a good week, everybody. Yeah, we'll see you all later. Bye.